The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Big Sills! You know, I love our guys who post our... Twitter clips. And I think that's all they think that we do here. And that we don't talk about other people other than Hertz and the Eagles. I love because you you can go online. I don't hear you bashing Josh Allen. Oh, we'll get to that here in a minute. Because Big Sills is an equal offender. When you make big money, you get killed. And when you make big money and you win, you get over the top accolades. Okay? I am an equal offender. I always will be. Always. By the way, Mike Missinelli today, Angelo Cataldi tomorrow. And we're working on another special guest on Friday. It's like the head of the the the, uh, the media Italian family. This is kind of like a Paisan week that we're doing here. So Mike Missinelli, 4.30 Eastern today. Angelo Cataldi tomorrow. And another Paisan will be joining us potentially on Friday as well. Josh Allen was terrible last night. No getting around it. Actually, all the top big money quarterbacks sucked out loud in the first week. Burrow, Hurts, Allen. Mahomes wasn't too bad, but they all sucked. Okay, they all sucked. Equal offender. Got to be better. My problem with last night with Josh Allen, when you got a team that loses... Aaron Rodgers like that and you see the team and the sideline deflated that Bills team has got to go over there and treat that team like roadkill you got to put them to sleep you can't let a team just sit around and limp around and make it a fourth quarter game because you think you're going to let your foot off the gas pedal instead of going for the throat I now know what's wrong with the Bills they don't put you away Dude, if you've got an opponent like that and he's wobbling, kill him. Annihilate him. End it. Don't let him limp along and get life. 
and keep them back in it and get momentum going on you again. That's a shitty job of coaching. Hey, and by the way, Josh Allen, dude, you got to play better, man. You got to have more of a sense of urgency. Put that team to sleep. Now, look, I know everyone was like, oh, I don't see you saying anything about it. Hey, dude, here's Josh Allen last three years, 45 touchdowns, 42 touchdowns, 42 touchdowns. In the last three straight years, and eight starting playoffs. This kid's got to be smarter. He's not bad. He's got to be smarter. His problem is game management. It's not ability. You're talking about 45, 42, and 42 total touchdowns in the last three straight years. He's got to be smarter. He's too reckless. Especially when you got a team that's on a respirator. Put them to sleep. Put them to sleep. Honest question, would you still take Allen over Hurts? Yes, he's a better talent. Sorry. Yes. Wait a minute. So if you don't gauge Jalen off of one shitty performance, you're going to gauge Josh Allen off of one shitty performance. Okay? My problem with Jalen was not being able to read defenses. He's reckless. Cap, you are a hater. It's okay. Sway, whatever, guy. Thanks for the money. I'll put it in the whatever jar. Whatever. All those quarterbacks got out to a brutal start in their first week. Jalen got the win. Great. 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 I said that yesterday when we started the program. There's no excuse. What excuses, Anthony? The guys suck last night. What excuses did I make? He sucked. Where did you hear an excuse? Where did you hear the excuse? He sucked. Okay? By the way, for the record, I mean, all you like, well, Jayla's, dude, with all that talent on your offense, you better be better. You have to be better than Josh Allen. You should be better. Hurt sucked. Burrow sucked. I wasn't that overly impressed with Lamar Jackson's performance. Shit, there were spots in the Deshaun Watson game I was cool with. You know who really had the weekend? There were only two quarterbacks that I thought had great weekends. Brock Purdy and Tua Tugaviola. I thought the rest of them all were below average or average. Those were the only two that I came away with in week one and went, yeah. Yes. Turner, Josh Allen, since the start of 2021 season, 34 games, 32 picks, other than one special season in a famous playoff. Well, Mrs. Will Turner, 
45 touchdowns, 42 touchdowns, 42 overall touchdowns in three straight years, too. And they win games. And he was 13 and three. I don't know. I'll throw one back right at you. We'll see. By the way, no, senor, those aren't excuses. Those are facts. Let's get into the Eagles now. How do you feel about going into Thursday with these names as your backers? Nicholas Morrow, Christian Ellis, Zach Cunningham. How do you feel about those three going against the Vikings and their offense? Albeit can be one-dimensional, but you can't cover. You can't cover. I'm taking the seven in the Vikings. Thursday. I think the Eagles win the game. I'm taking the seven in the Vikings. Because there's not a chance in hell you're covering those guys. Blankenship's banged up. To, you will not cover. Here, here's the Vikings. Justin Jefferson... Jordan Addison, K.J. Osborne, and T.J. Hawkinson. Name me one guy that could cover one of those guys. Who? So why one, one DB slight is covering Jefferson? Who's covering the rest of these guys? And by the way, these guys are an upgrade to what you faced this past weekend. Slay's covering all of them? You don't have enough bodies. Were you not watching Sunday's game? It was horrible. I said it one more time. The Philadelphia Eagles will finish in the bottom half of the league in pass defense. Josh can't read a defense. Thanks for the money. Who's Job? Is that one of the books in the Bible? Is that like one of the books in the Bible? Who's Job? Huh? Now, JB does bring a point up. Sills, it's because, hey, I forgot this. Way to go, man. Way to go. I forgot this. Is this a primetime game on Thursday? Is this a game past 430 Eastern? Okay, hang on. Hey, hey. Okay, hey, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Hey, I may have to revamp this. Okay, I, I, I may have to revamp this. Hang on here. Okay, I may have to. You know, it's funny. Someone just goes, who's blocking Carter? I thought you guys told me last week the Patriots had the shittiest O-line in the league. Let me guess. Now it's the Vikings, right? It's prime time. I forgot about that. That's got Hey, that's got to weigh 14 points the other way for the Vikings. Hey, that's got to be a pick six. It's, cousin, it's cousins in prime time. Hang on here. 
I'm gonna have to rethink this here because there is something to that, dude. You, you guys are right. Hey, the I cannot dispel that. I cannot dispel that. So you're right. You got me. Good one. Wait a minute. Wait. Wait a minute. Wait. A, wait a minute, Senor. I may have to rethink this. Sills, if it's a one o'clock game, maybe you take the points and the Vikings. But it's a night game and it's a prime time game and it's Cousins. Correct. That's worth at least a pick six for the Eagles. That's a pick six. Ugh, man. I'll do that at the back end of the show. Hey, by the way, today it starts up again, man. We're looking forward to you guys. We're going to throw out a code word somewhere inside the three hours. You guys just see the code word. And all we need is your name and address, and you're going to get an opportunity at winning yourself some Hooters gift certificates and some merchandise. All you have to do is email show at gmail.com to enter your chance to win a weekly prize here. We announced the winner on a football Monday. So this week you get the entire week. There's the email for you. Code word's going to be thrown out when you see it. All you have to do is email my friend Tone. He will put you in rotation and we'll pick a winner come this Monday. And we look forward to you doing this. And we look forward to our friends at Hooters as we're celebrating the 40th anniversary, especially with our friends um, in the Northeast area and also at the King of Prussia. So we thank you guys so much. Very good. There's the winners for last week. Wayne Miller and Christopher Arters, thank you so much for guys participating in that. And uh, we look forward to you potentially being a winner as well this coming Monday. Um, hey, look, you, you know what's great? Rowling goes, so what happened to your favorite guy, Josh Allen? He sucked like Hurts. But this guy cost himself a game again. He's clearly more reckless. Jalen's not, I would not, hey, even though the last two games, Jalen has put the ball on the carpet in consecutive games, he's not reckless. Okay, he's not reckless like that. Okay, he's not. But Hertz has not been flawless in his last two games. So don't make it sound like he had. Well, he played really well. In, uh, he had a scoop and score in the Super Bowl. And he gave the Patriots a chance to win the game. I thought numbers didn't matter to some of you. Okay? You put teams in position to win, no matter how well you played, statistically, if you put the opposing team in positions to win like Allen did last night, it's moot what you did. It's completely irrelevant. Correct, JM. That's right. JM is right. Hurts played bad, but won. Dude, there, there, there is a quality and an asset to that. No one's this, no one's saying anything about it. Okay? Absolutely, Josh. DB goes, Josh, Josh Allen cost them the game last night. Yes. What's the debate? What's the debate? 
Josh Allen's going to win 10 times more games than lose games for you. But he can't lose divisional critical games that could, could turn determine home field. See, in the NFC, you can get away with that bullshit. In the AFC, you can't because teams are going to be stacked on top of one another. It's too close. Okay? It's too close. By the way, I said this yesterday. When you're a $40 million, $50 million quarterback and you suck, I'm an equal offender. Equal offender. Equal offender. Seals, that's your guy. So? What do you think I go lighter on people that I like in the league because I like them? What kind of shit is that? I don't know Josh Allen from a can of paint. Just because I like the kid's skill set, you think I'm not going to criticize him for the reckless play and being the reason they lost? You're out of your tree. You're out of your tree. Okay? Out of your tree. James, I cover the Eagles first and then the league. Okay? Burrow sucked. Hurts sucked. Allen sucked. I don't know. Mahomes wasn't overly impressed. Lamar Jackson, I don't know. Not overly impressed. Purdy and Tua had fabulous games. Had fabulous games. Justin Herbert, yeah, he goes in the suck bucket too. Absolutely. All the big money guys sucked. Yes. Purdy and Tua were special. Special. Minnesota Vikings. We talked enough about this. This is now we move on. Now we move on. You got a game in two days. It's against the Minnesota Vikings. By the way, top 10 quarterback list, top 10 teams. They're on the docket today as we move into week two of the NFL. So, let me hear out of the gate here how you think this game's going to play out against Minnesota. Give me a rough score and what you think this score will look like for the Vikings and the uh, Eagles on Thursday. LJ, Sills loves them white quarterbacks. No, I love winning quarterbacks. I don't give a shit what color you are. What a race baiter. 31-27, Eagles. 
never happen. You don't have a defense that will hold anybody to 14 points. Um, 27-24. So you guys are kind of thinking we're on that. 27-17. Those 30-17 to scores are idiotic after what you just saw. And you're taking on a more skilled offense. How dumb can you be with those scores? I like tone score a lot. See that one more time. 31-27. I like that score. 33-27, Chris. That looks good. Um, 24 tw- Okay, so you guys, even though you're giving me a ton of shit, you you're 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 in there. You're in there. You're in there. Good for you. It's all right to give me a ton of shit as long as you guys know where you are with your team as it's still cooking on the defensive side. Drew, it's good. Calvin, you got it. Great, great. I'm very happy about this. Um, Very happy. Um, I do give you the Kirk Cousins primetime factor. I think he doesn't play well when he's asked to. He doesn't take advantage of situations, and he's got one here, okay? Jefferson, Addison, K.J. Osborne's a great player, man. I love the kid. He's a University of Miami guy. I know him very well. He follows me on Twitter. We had a conversation last night. Their problem was they were one-dimensional, and they couldn't get it done defensively, and they couldn't run the ball. Why you got rid of Dalvin Cook makes no sense, and it reared its head. It totally reared its head in that game. I'll tell you something. Do we not, hey, do we not agree now that the running backs are now making a statement? If you don't have a good one, you can't put teams away. And they're more vital than you think. Okay? They're more vital than you think. TJ Hawkinson, you don't have a guy on your team that can cover him. K.J. Osborne, you don't have a guy on your team that can cover him. Jordan Addison, you don't have a guy on your team that can cover him. Justin Jefferson, Slay's going to have to have another great game on him to slow him down. Look, I think one of the things you come away with that you have an advantage going into this Viking game is that Davis and Carter played so well against the run. Personally, Fletcher Cox needs to be the rotation guy, in my opinion. I want him as the rotation guy, not as a starter. I want him to be Callie Green goes Slay Day. Okay, who's the other guys? Job is going to cover TJ Hawkinson? Or wait, let me get this right. What's the name of that shitty linebacker list you have now? Nicholas Morrow. Kristen Ellis and Zach Cunningham. Those guys can't cover us. Those guys can't cover a floor with a rug. Dude. Hunter Henry killed you. Gisek killed you. These guys are better. These guys are better. 
Now, what you're going to see on defense is pretty much the same stuff that you saw this past week. The difference is, I don't think that you have the personnel in Minnesota. Now, you know, if you take the game film and you go back and watch the 22 on what the Bucs did, the Bucs were able to get open with their wideouts, Chris Godwin. And Jalen's going to have to do some reading of defenses here. He's going to have to read some defenses here. Okay? Because they got open. And Mayfield did a good job finding the open receiver. He was moving safeties around. Wasn't a horrible game by Baker Mayfield. Okay? Wasn't a horrible. Blanket ship is banged up. I, I am attacking the linebackers and safeties on this team. The number one thing that I told you New England would do did, and that's exactly what Minnesota's going to do. They're going to stay away from the numbers. Don't you get it? The Vikings are going to stay away from the numbers, and they're going to be in the middle of the cre- of the uh, hash marks. They're going to attack the Eagles. The Eagles are weak on the hash marks. The Eagles are not weak on the numbers. Okay? Jordan Hicks is pretty good on defense. Daniel Hunter's good. Harrison Smith is good in the safety. Three out of the eight guys that start on defense, I mean, you got three dudes that are good. The rest of them, I don't know. Okay? I don't know. But schematically, you're going to see Brian Flores was in New England for 17 years. And he's going to take the game film of the Super Bowl and what happened in New England, and they're going to run the same shit at you. Until Jalen can show that he can read defenses and, per, and, and go down in progressions, that's what they're going to start doing to him. And what they're going to do is set the – they got to set the edge like – now, I don't think Minnesota has the edge setters that New England does. New England's defense is going to finish in the top 10. That's a top 10 unit. Make no mistake about it. It's a top 10 unit. Okay? But Flores was there 17 years. And he knows how to stop people. Now, again, they lay an egg against the Bucs. Shockingly, and they did this at home. Okay? I don't really think they have the personnel to sit there and stop. Now, again, can play calling be an issue? Well, you think they're going to get Goddard established first right out of the gate? See, I hate when I hear that. How do you know? That's predetermining your throws on a Tuesday. Well, let's get Goddard established. That's the problem with the offense. It's becoming predictable. I want to see what they line up in first, not on a Tuesday. Well, let's get Dallas Goddard going. Why would you? And and to get game. Gainwell is the great I had I had a conversation with Mike March last night. You know what he said? Getting Gainwell established was like the dumbest thing he had seen in a long time. He's like, why would you do that? Why wouldn't you go after 
the weakness of the Patriots' defense. And you know what the weakness of the Patriots' defense was? Their corners and their backers. Their corners and their backers. So that's a Brian Johnson and, and, and putting a game plan together. Now, this I'll tell you something here. To go to John McMullen here, maybe Steichen can break down a film a little better than these two guys and see what the total weakness is on the opposing team and knew what to attack. How many times last year did we know exactly where to go with the football, with Jalen in that offense? They knew exactly where to go. I thought it was chaotic against New England. Now, New England is going to give you and present you difficult transitions in defense every sequence. They're, they're so complex defensively. Most of the NFL teams were not prepared, and some of them need to throw the game tape in the garbage, Death Row says. I don't think that at all, Death Row. I think you learn from your mistakes and you try to adjust on them. How I take away on week one, week one tells you exactly what you didn't work on enough in the offseason. And that it may, and get this, and something else, Death Row, about week one. That what you did versus the Patriots may not play one factor against Minnesota Thursday night. You can't be predictable. Don't you get it? Let's get Goddard established. Let's get AJ. Dude, I don't know yet. Let's find a weakness of the Minnesota. That's what the Patriots did and why they were able to come back down 16 on you. You think they were sitting around telling Mac Jones, hey, let's get Hunter Henry going. They weren't doing any of that. They were trying to find out what you were doing. They spread you out right away. And then they started seeing the weaknesses of the defense and they had in-game adjustments. This is where your new coordinators are having problems, folks. In-game adjustments. They didn't adjust at all in-game. And every time the Patriots were playing chess and your guys were playing checkers. That's how they move those guys around. And you're looking at yourselves going like this. They just went like this. They go, and, and, and see, look at this. Rashad goes, it's one game. Dude, it's six months of preparation. This came down to in-game adjustments. Predetermining throws. Predetermining defenses. The Eagles are about as predictable as you can get in that Patriots game. And that's why the Pats came back on you. Simple. One read. Passing game, one read. Try to run the ball. Try to get Jalen on those counters. They stopped the counters. They covered the one read. And they got back in the game on you and had the ball in their hand to win the game at the end. That's in-game adjustments. That's exactly what happened in the game. See, this is not an opinion. That's what happened. Okay? Breed says, I would love to see a little more under center with Swift behind, running behind that old line, set up some play action. Love it, Breed. Yes, yes, yes. I think Minnesota, here, here's what I would do. Breed, if I'm going to attack Minnesota, I want to see if they can stop the run right away. Let's see if they could stop the run. Got the best O-line in football. 
And those guys are going to be hungry dogs on Thursday. You don't think Jason Kelsey and hey, by the way, no disrespect to Jason Kelsey. He looked old in that game against New England. He looked old. I thought they I thought they won the battle up front, New England. I thought they totally won the battle up front. I thought Jason Kelsey looked old. But hey, it's week one. You give a veteran guy like that, you give a veteran guy like that enough autonomy, enough runway because he's too good. He's too good. So you you let that runway run out. Okay? You let that go because he's too good. Malata was killed. That white kid from Georgia Tech ran circles around him. Ran circles around him. He had, that was the worst game I've seen Jordan Malata play against an edge rusher since I've been covering the Eagles. He was terrible in that game. Like, here, watch this. Here's your grades for your old line. Jordan Malata, D. Um, Landon Dickerson, C minus. Jason Kelsey, C minus. Cam Jurgens, D minus. Lane Johnson, B minus. Not a very good grade for guys who traditionally grade out A's to B pluses. Okay? Those guys usually grade out. They're like 90% grade out guys, not 62, 63. Lane didn't get an F. He missed an assignment that got Hurts hit. I would not give Lane's Lane's game an F. He he was more B-minus kind of stuff. He still did well. But it wasn't a Lane Johnson ass-kicking game, okay? Wasn't. Dude, you're going to be here. I'll tell you this. You see you guys going one game? I don't think this is a one game. Hold on for a second here. So let me ask you this. You think this is a one game problem? Do you actually think this is a one game problem on what you saw? You think this is a one game problem? This is an eight game problem. Tone and I told you, probably around week eight, your defense will start coming around. What's encouraging is you're not getting killed on the ground and killed in the air. You're just getting killed in the air. Okay? You're just getting killed in the air. Hey, by the way, there is no question There's a ton of game tape now on Jalen Hurts. Let's see if Jalen got better. So far, test one, F. Eh, D. That's not fair. F was last night. You want to know what an F is? The guy in Cincinnati and the guy in Buffalo have Fs. Those are Fs. Okay. Absolutely. So this is not a one game problem. Yeah. Hertz D. Great. Um, 
This is not a one-game problem. This is not a one-game problem. Turner goes, Sills, I appreciate you being real today. Hey, Turner, I've always told you I'm an equal offender. Okay? That was dress rehearsal for the entire offense. So you thought you'd go out there and play 60 minutes of shitty football. Take that back. 50 minutes of shitty football as a dress rehearsal. And you think that's what professionals do. Eh, it's shitty football for 50 minutes. Who cares? Is that correct? That's not what you're paid to do. You're on tape now. Coordinators around this league get paid enormous money for a reason. This is not a one-game thing. Because you have per- this is a personnel issue. Let's 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 go here with this. Tone said something a couple months ago, and I loved it. And I did. Eagles like to play premium positions. Isn't it funny? Potentially, the positions that could cost you a chance to get to the Super Bowl are the positions that you neglected in the offseason. Linebacker, running back, and safety. You're missing Gardner Johnson. You're going to miss him. And TJ Edwards, you're going to miss him. Hey, let me ask you that question now that Paper mache Nicobe Dean is on IR for four weeks. Jesus, criminy. You're kidding me. Nicobe Dean is on IR for four weeks already? That guy has no chance in this league to get through a season because he's too small. There I said it, and I'll say this to you too. Has nothing to do with ability. It's everything to do with his availability, and this is why he slid in the draft. And draft experts were right. He's made a balsa wood. He can't stay healthy. Shit, he couldn't stay healthy in walkthroughs. Okay? I mean, the one thing that one person said, I forget who said it in our um, in our view chart or chat here. I want to know why the Eagles are so comfortable and confident that he's the guy. I'm less confident now and less confident that he'll ever play the Mike linebacker. (laughs) So you think he's going to miss four weeks, come back and be a star again, or wait, he's never been a star in the NFL. I mean, Doza, it's not really about being better. It's about being available. Availability, folks, is part of the evaluation of every NFL guy. That's why some players have longer careers than other guys. You know why? You can have all the talent in the world, but you're not available. What's the point? You start talking to me about potential again. He's not the answer. He'll never be the answer. Now, you want to start talking to me about Sam and Will? I'd love to see that. I've said it to you before. The mistake they made, they should have put him at Will Linebacker, brought Edwards back, and went from there. They would have been – can you imagine if you had Edwards in – it would have been a lot better 
And it would have looked a lot better on Sunday if you had a guy that was an experienced Mike linebacker. DC, DC goes, so what's your suggestion? Should the Eagles get rid of him? I just said what it is. Play him at the Will or Sam. He's not a Mike. He's not. He, he he can't stay healthy. And so all that preparation that you put into, now you have to go in the street and try to find a guy to settle your defense down in the passing game. Ain't working. I think this is going to be a game that's going to be around what Tone said. I like that score. 3127 3127 Eagles? Yeah, that's about right. Look, you're the better roster. Your defense though is going to be exploited. The confident cuz of that engineering degree. Like I told you before, Rolla, I know guys who couldn't read or write and put their name on a check. You put them in a football game, they know every single person's assignment what their responsibilities are, what their techniques are. But you put them out in a classroom, they couldn't read or write. What's that, guy, what's, a, what's that degree have anything to do with football? Nothing. Has nothing to do with it. Okay? There's all this shit talking and then says the Eagles, why would I say that the Vikings will win the game when they just lost to the Bucks, By the way, if you're taking the seven, take the Vikings. If you're, if you, I would take the Vikings in the seven. I, I, that's the bet. It's the, it's Vikings in the seven. I'll, hey, okay. Yeah, the Eagles are going to win outright, but I'll take the Vikings in the seven. Sure. You want to put me on that? I'll do that. Sills, is there a good MLB available? Does Nolan, where's Nolan Smith too? Is he still banged up too? Damn, these Georgia linebackers. Will we ever see any of them? Okay. Look, I think, hey, the bet, if you're going to be betting, the bet is Vikings. And the seven with the injuries now, is Blankenship playing? Um, Sills, plenty of football. You just ranting. What do Eagle hate? What, what? Where am I hating? You guys don't can't handle truth. Wait, you don't think these coaches are talking to these guys like this? Holy shit! I just realized it. You guys have never been spoken to like how a coach would talk to you. Now I get it. You're more used to people with pencils and pads talking to you on how they see the game instead of an ex-player knowing that every coach in that Eagle organization is knee-deep in someone's ass right now. Now I get it. You guys have never been talked to like Trump talks to people because coaches talk to people like Trump talks to people. And there lies why you can't handle some of the things that dude says.
I know what he's doing because I've been spoken like that to my entire life. Turner, thank you. Okay? That's what the problem is here. Polly, see ya. Forte goes, I grew up with construction workers. And say you got, hey, so did I, Forte. And say you got a room wrong or you got a layout wrong. You think your foreman and your your foreman's going to come over there and be kind to you that they have to rip up everything and waste resources to redo it again? When they explicitly told you how to do it, but you took shortcuts? Is that what it is? Sills, would you make a move right now, Cosmo says. Um, what's the move? What's the move? How does Dean's size cause him to have a foot injury, he says. It's the foot. It's the shoulder. It's missing games. I don't hear Fred Warner out with a foot injury or shoulder injury, missing ball games. Your your guy's never available. How's a foot injury? No, I'm talking about since his senior year at Georgia. He's been in the tub. I don't give a shit he's hurt. What's that got to do with anything? This is not personal. I need his ass. Man, you got some soft-ass folks in here. Honest to God, man. You're not spoke. Let me tell you what, John. What do you think uh, Stoutland's saying to his old line You got killed. They're probably going over. I prefer the truth, not smoke up my rear, Dan. Thanks. Wayne, let me tell you what Jeff Stoutland's doing. Jordan Mulata, that sucks. That's terrible. Son, you better get your head on a swivel or I'm going to put my foot in your ass. That's terrible. We've been working on that second move. It's been a problem with you for two years. Slide your gosh dang feet. Landon, full step. What are you doing? You know the play. What are you doing? Kels, you don't kill Kelsey. You say this to him. Got to be better, Kels. Got to be better. Cam Jurgens, pathetic performance. Got to be better, son. That won't cut it. That won't cut it. Lane, we need more from you. That's how those guys were talked to. That's how they talked to them. You know what Tracy said? Jalen Carter, great beginning. Jordan. Way to show up. Very good. Guys did a nice job in there. Rotation was good. Milton, you too. Need more from our edge rushers. Need more from our edge rushers. Josh Sweat, nice pass rush. But we need more. We need more consistency. Brandy Graham, we need more. Hassan kind of gets a pass with the hand. They got to get home because of that say. 
the pressure's on the D-line now because the secondary sucks. Okay? Have to, they, they have to get home. They have to get home. Okay? Sills, is LB a wash this season? Can they improve? Is it too late? Man, it's just not good talent there. This is where Howie failed. I told you that. He failed at not putting a veteran. Hey, look, I'll tell you this. Here, here's the ultimate fail. So you thought you'd have like a very limited first-year type. I know he had a year in Chicago, D.C. in there with new personnel in there and a new mic. And you thought that that was going to make for a great marriage, that uh, really a first-year D coordinator and a first-year Mike linebacker, not even an NFL Mike linebacker, college guy who's never played. And you thought you were just going to roll into a game with that? I just, I never thought that that was feasible. I just never thought that was feasible. Hey, get this. I think you guys in Joshua now sees it too. I think you guys see it's not important if TJ you think is an elite linebacker. Hunter Henry and Gisek aren't elite tight ends. And they played elite against you. Do you understand when you have a mismatch, you could turn an average ball player into an elite ball player because they've exposed your weakness. That's what happened in that Patriots game. And again, I'm not looking at the Patriots game as a one-day conversation here. I think this is going to be a year-long issue. I do. The Patriots are one of the worst teams in the AFC. Now, their their place in the AFC East may have elevated because of what happened with Rodgers last night. Okay? I mean, look. The Jets are not going to win, be a 500 team this year. I don't care who they bring in. They could bring Joe Namath back. They're, they're, they're not going to win nine games. They're, they're not going to win nine ball games. And before you start going crazy, well, well the Bills lost. They had, the Chiefs lost to the Colts last year. Relax. Dan, I may not agree with you all the time, but I appreciate how you are as a person. Much respect to you. And outside of Miami... You have the soul of Philly. Thank you so much, Ace. That's very kind of you. It is. We're very fortunate that we're able to really start connecting with guys like Anthony Gargano and Angelo Cadaldi and Mike Missinelli, who's on today at 4.30 Eastern. Angelo's on tomorrow. Had a great conversation with Anthony today. I didn't know Anthony from a can of pain. He didn't know me. And... um. Yeah, man, but we respect each other's work, so I thought that was pretty cool. So, again, listen, I don't think – the Vikings do not have the personnel. They do not have the personnel that the Patriots have defensively. But they have a coach that understands defensive schemes. And, they're hey, I'll tell you one thing also that I think Brian – that I think Brian Flores is going to do. They're going to try to confuse Jalen more. Let me, let me, hey, let me ask you this. How many people think Belichick confused Jalen Hurts? 
Shit, I know he confused A.J. Brown. He walked off the field, got into a press conference, and said it himself. We weren't too far off last night, 2420. <laughs> That's right. Oh, by the way, it's funny, isn't it? I know you guys are all like, I, I like Josh Allen, but maniac. I did pick the Jets to win. I, I did pick the Jets to win. I do. Yes, me. He did. Okay. You're going to have to try to, and listen, isn't that the coolest thing for Jalen Hurts? Let me tell you where you guys are right on Jalen Hurts versus Josh Allen. Let me, let me say this to you. You're right. Jalen Hurts may not have the ability of Josh Allen, but he'll never play like Josh Allen did last night. You know, he may have a mistake in the game. He may throw interceptions in a game, but it's not going to be reckless shit. It might be an overthrown pass. It might be some of that stuff just looked like almost uncoachable shit. And you were like, almost to the point where I'm going to say the bad word, Wentz-ish. And you're like, dude, that you've got, I mean, I could have sworn, I don't know about you, but didn't you see the head coach on the sidelines? I could have swore I, I saw him say, you can't do that. You can't do, I, is it, I mean, I could have swore I saw him go like this. Hey, man, you can't do that. You can't. Ken Dorsey's going to be fired. There's no question they're going to get a new coordinator up there for that kid. It's two years of this bullshit now. I agree with you, Maniac. Yeah. Josh Allen, wait a minute. So Josh Allen, like I said to you, so this guy just calls this guy Carson Wentz, 45 touchdowns, 42 touchdowns, 42 touchdowns, and three straight consecutive years. Last year, they're 13 and three. Relax. Relax. This guy put, how, how many touchdowns is that? I mean, this guy's put up almost 130 touchdowns in three years. I mean, we're talking, that's a trend. In the AFC. So, one more time. I like that score that that Tone has. And Jalen was confused. Flores has to do that. And where I was going with Jalen was, how great is it that they're trying to confuse him because he's so good? This is the chess game that he... This is why do you think Brady and Belichick? How important that relationship was. Can you imagine? Think of this, guys. Why do you think that Brady was so good for so long? I told you this. Those guys used to play war games every week. You know, like that battleship game back in the day? Guy would have a tablet. Belichick would have a tablet. Brady would have a tablet. And they would sit there and go like this. Second and three, three deep. I'm going to check down underneath. 
and Belichick would go, why? High percentage play. Brady was never looking for the open guy. Brady was looking for the high percentage guy. That's what a great quarterback does. Allen's not doing that. He's looking for the open guy. Dude, it's okay to punt. It's okay to punt. Jalen knows that. He knows that. This comes down to situational offense and defense. Seals Allen might be more reckless than Wentz. He tried to hurt. Terrible. Pooh? Terrible. What is he doing? I'm serious, man. I would find him if I were the Bills. I saw that shit again. I see you doing that. I'm going to find your ass. I'm going to find you. Can't have that. But to, to what they're doing now with Jalen, this is fabulous. Brady and Belichick. Belichick used to come down and tell Jimmy Johnson on his boat. We would go back and forth for hours. First and 10, plus 35. Personnel three, four deep, bringing the safety down. And Bill would go, what are you doing? Tight end, block and release. Then check down if he's not there. Um, I'm going to go with go with me. And they would play these games. It never came down to ability anymore with Brady. Brady had enough. But his smarts and his intellect is what got him around the room. And that's where Hurts is right. To me, they fear Hurts. Because of his athleticism. They don't fear Jalen yet because of his intellect. They, Brady, these great quarterbacks, it takes time. It takes, and by the way, I'm not saying he's not going to be. I'm saying he, he is that guy, Hurts. Jalen's a smart dude. Ten times smarter than the guy in Baltimore and the guy in Buffalo. Okay. Hey, Hollywood goes, Jalen can't do war games. He just runs the ball. That's got to change because that's not going to be good enough. You're not going to win a Super Bowl doing that. You're not. Hertz is so smart. He knows this. He's put his body in a position to where now every personnel guy around the league goes like this. This guy's a formidable opponent. Formidable. But what they've done now is have game film on the offense they're running. Don't you see how they closed the gap? They made him one. Hey, Jalen Hurts was a one-read guy in that Patriots game. And some of you are going, well, it's Belichick. Okay, true. Well, the guy you're going against also was there for 18 years in New England. He knows exactly what to do, too. They're going to constantly do this. This is what's going to be a theme. And here's the problem that you have. As Jalen's figuring this out, don't get three and outs on offense. And get remember, Hey, remember what I said? Don't get three and outs with that offense and let that defense have to play because it won't look good. And what happened? Your defense allowed. You had a 16-point lead, and you almost blew it. If you had a 16-point lead last year in the regular season, were you, were you blowing any game? 
And, and for those who go like this, well, I never thought they were going to lose. The Patriots had the ball with two minutes left, and they were driving. And if he gets that foot down, I mean, I don't know. They have like 28 seconds left, and they're on to 18. At least they had throws in the end zone. And the way you were covering, I don't know. That's how that looked. Some will go like this. Well, it's, it's first game. I, I, You know what? Listen, I'm not going to dismiss that either. I agree with you. I'm not going to dismiss that. But I think that's more personnel issues than just rust. Hey, that's a good question. Did you guys think that was rust or personnel? If you go both... Then you're not really you're believing what your eyes saw, right? I think it's a personnel issue. Tone and I said it was going to be a personnel issue. Offense, that's fair, right there. That's a good take by Tone. Offense looked rusty. Defense felt like personnel. Yes, 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 yes. 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 Thank you, Maniac. Yes. I think Tone's got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Plus, the coverages that Belichick was throwing at him. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. Mike Missinelli will join us at 4.30 Eastern time. My top 10 quarterbacks, I think you're going to be surprised. I really do. I think you're going to be surprised. My top 10 quarterbacks. Hey, do not forget, guys, 40th anniversary of Hooters is this year, and we are so proud to be involved with them. Make no mistake about it, man. We're looking forward to seeing you guys in a couple weeks at the King of Prussia. Gary McNulty is also going to join us tomorrow, the president of all seven other Hooters tomorrow, along with Angelo Cataldi. So we got a big show tomorrow. Um, Working on Anthony potentially too as well. So we're so packed this week and we're looking forward to the home game against the Minnesota Vikings. Do me a favor too. Go into any one of the seven locations. You can log on to northeasttutors.com to find that location nearest you. King of Prussia is where we're going to be doing a lot of our events. Hey, look, if you want to just get the food and take it home, hooters2go.com. Try some of the great specials. Buy 10 wings, get 10 Boneless free, Wing Wednesdays, 1983. That's the year the place was founded. Kids eat free on Saturdays. Some of the absolutely great specials that they have, especially during happy hour. Go to northeasttutors.com. Please do me a favor. Every time you go into any one of the locations, you tell them Big Sill sent you.
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Appreciate you coming aboard hour number two. Mike Missinelli will join us at the bottom of the hour. Don't forget, we invite you to step in with us. Hey, we also look forward to you guys being part of the program here. And with our great friends at Hooters, um, we have our great thing going on now with your opportunity to win yourself um, some gift certificates. We got a code word that we throw out throughout the entire program. You'll see an email. So all you guys have to do is send tone the email and we're all good we appreciate you guys being part of it we'll name the winner this coming monday so we appreciate you coming aboard here by the way real quick here the jets have reached out to carson wentz now there's a list of people that they're looking at okay there's a list of quarterbacks that they're going to be reaching out to so I would say this to you that um, Carson Wentz is just going to be one in the name of many, but I do think they're going to give Zach Wilson the opportunity. Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson has a chance. Okay. He has a chance to gain the respect back of the organization and to have people look at him in the light again to where he's the future of the franchise. <clears throat> I heard people saying Matt Ryan. I thought Matt Ryan was washed in Indianapolis last year. I didn't think he was very good. I, I really didn't think he was very good last year. So, to me, I think Wentz is the best guy out there and the best guy available, unless you're going to try to make a trade. 
And even so, I would say that Wentz is probably the best available guy that they could bring in there to back up Zach Wilson. That's how I would do it. Joe Flacco, maybe. Flacco didn't play that poorly for them last year. That could be something of an opportunity for him to go back and play. But I think this is a great opportunity for Carson Wentz to get back into the league, especially with a team that potentially. Can you imagine what Wentz could do for his career if he could go in there and put that team in the playoffs? That would erase so much bullshit for him in his career if he was able to do that. Do I think Zach Wilson's going to hold that job? I don't. I do not think that. But this could be an opportunity to galvanize his career again. To me, this makes the most sense for him. This is an opportunity for him. Um, This is an opportunity. You really want to make a trade for Jameis Winston? Do the Jets want to give up that and give up assets for Jameis Winston? And what are we talking about here? A second rounder? Not interested in giving up a second rounder for Jameis Winston. Okay. I would I would not give up a two or a three because the Jets are going to be, you know what's going to happen, right? If you go looking for a quarterback, these other teams are gonna, they're gonna try to fleece the Jets because they know they're panicking. They know they're panicking. So that, that's why the Wentz deal makes more sense. You're going to have to overpay for people that are on current rosters if you're the Jets. They're going to take every advantage they possibly can, and rightfully so. You're in a Hey, get this. The Jets' season, in theory, six minutes into the game, it was over. It was over. The Jets' season was over in six minutes. Six minutes. If Carson Wentz plays this right, this could be an opportunity for him. Hey, and get this. If I were Carson Wentz, do I want to be considered Chase Daniels moving forward for the rest of my life? Or do I want to be a guy who people will look at to be a starting quarterback? There's nothing wrong with being a bridge starting quarterback. That's Jimmy Garoppolo. He's made a career out of it. Okay? And he's got a pretty good career going. This guy just rolled into Denver and beat Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. I mean, Garoppolo's having a really good career. Is it the elite elite? No. But hey, Donovan McNabb is not a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo. That guy's 5-2 and two in the postseason. He's been to a Super Bowl, too. He's 47-17. and 17. He don't lose many games. Is he as durable as McNabb? No. Will he have the numbers, McNabb? No, but I'll tell you what. In a ball game, that guy wins. That guy wins games. You can't deny. Hey, get, get this. That's one stat. Do we all agree? Right, Tone? That's one stat that matters is the one loss record. He is 47 and 17 and one counting the playoffs. That stat matters. Okay. Okay. Hey, okay. Well, I'll tell you what teammates like, 
You can say whatever you want, 215. Teammates like Jimmy Garoppolo 10 times more than they liked five. This guy wasn't belittling teammates. He was galvanizing teammates. Unlike five. Unlike five. Okay? He won a ton of games. Good. Good. So is this kid. Anyway. Um, hey, I want to make this comment before we move on to my top 10 quarterbacks. Mike Missinelli at the bottom of the hour. Um, these, I, I, don't, I don't get this, man. The National Football League pays guys like Jalen Hurts $50 million. And they pay Joe Burrow $55 million. And we play on phony grass, but yet when that stupid sports soccer comes to our country... We rip it up and put grass. You know why? Because the Premier League and FIFA demand it. They demand it. They demand it. Listen, we've been playing on synthetic turf, whether it be the stuff that you saw at the vet or this bullshit they have now. What's the point of fake grass? Sure, guys get hurt on grass. I'll tell you what, though, more lower body extremity injuries than I ever see in my life is because of that AstroTurf. Twisted ankles, calves, um, hamstrings, all because of that AstroTurf. See, they think they've simplified it and made it better. They haven't. They just haven't. Think about that. These NFL owners are told by FIFA If you want to see Team Italy play against the Brazilian national team or Messi and the Argentina team during World Cup play, you got to rip that shit out of there and put actual natural grass down. You don't think FIFA plays on artificial turf, do you? Those guys don't play on artificial turf in the Premier League or in in FIFA. They do not. Because they have too much money invested in their athletes. But yet in the NFL, our owners go like this. F the players. We don't give a shit about those guys. They blow their legs out. Who cares? This is about, remember something. You got to remember one thing. You got to remember one thing about the NFL owners. And even Jeffrey Lurie too. I hate to do this to you guys. Those new stadiums that they have are wealth enhancement programs. Who in their right mind has to build a $2.5 billion stadium for 10 games? No. It raises their net wealth, and they can put other events in the building and get 100% of the profits and stick you with the bill. It's quite a deal. I wish someone would build me a house like that. I get all, I reap all the benefits, and you pay for it. That'd be nice if somebody bought me a house like that. Hey, Sills, I'll tell you what. I'll build you a $2.7 million home. Great. And you get all the benefits. You get to live there for the rest of your life. And guess what? We pay for it. <laughs> Great. It's like hitting the lottery. And then they put like um, Celine Dion and, you know, they put all these concerts and tractor pulls and all that other bullshit in there. The Democratic and Republican conventions they put in these giant stadiums. I mean, come on, man. Taylor Swift. 
don't give a shit about you or the players. Let's get this. So they stick it to the players and they stick it to the fans. All in the same stadium. And I agree with Bakhtieri from the Packers. You watch that shit and you just sit there and you go like this. All for a nickel, man. And that's the nickel he's talking about. Wealth enhancement of the owners so they can put other events in there. And when World Cup comes, they'll rip it up, put grass down, and then they'll put that shit back down for the players. The lesser of the surfaces. Hey, how'd you Eagle guys feel about playing in that shitty surface out in Arizona? How'd you think about playing in that Arizona surface? You think FIFA would play a World Cup game on that thing? They had walked out there, looked at that, and went, this ain't happening today. <laughs> that ain't happening today. So the Rodgers injury, it kind of just puts, but then again, the NFL Players Association is the worst professional union in all of American sports. They don't do anything. They're lap dogs for the commissioner and everyone else in there. They get told to sit in a corner, take your money, shut your hole. Hey, how would you like to be the Eagles? Look at the Eagles and Vikings now for Thursday night football. Eagles got a pretty good crew of guys hurt, right? So you got to turn around. Thank God you're playing at home and you don't have to go on the road. And they kind of do that so they don't put you on the road two, two weeks in a row. You know, I'm, you, know, you know, I mean, the Vikings had a home game. Now they have to travel. To, that's kind of BS a little bit. So you play, um, I think it was the early game. Wasn't it the Viking game? The Viking-Buccaneer game was the early game. So at least they get away with that. They got a turnaround. They got a travel day tomorrow. So they, in theory, have two days of preparation to prepare for that Thursday game. And they got guys banged up too. This is week one. That's week one. And the Eagle guys are, they're looking for linebackers. They're looking for personnel. Fletcher's going to be okay. Blanket ships cut. I mean, it's too short. of Dude, you can't play NFL. It's like a bullfight. You get gored in a bullfight. Don't you think you need a couple days? Not two days. To heal from it? Sills, did you play at the old vet? Hey, hey, Loki, greatest seam rip in the history of professional football fields, baseball fields. By the way, your second base used to be this high off the ground. And even, hey, even the Eagle players would go like this. Hey, watch out for second base. I'm not kidding you. You would, you know, some people would call it like the, uh, the AstroTurf guy grabbed you. No, man, it was second base. It was second base. Right? That's how you shorten players' careers, what the NFL's doing playing on Thursday. And you know how they throw the lure and hook out to you? Oh, you're making more money. At the expense of people being injured. Think of that. Hey, guess what? You can make more money. Okay. Thank God. Hey, by the way, thank God the Eagles have a Monday night game. That's really great. It's they're going to get it on the back end here. 
the rest. Because that's going to be a little haul here. That's going to be a haul. So while you guys are doing all this, NFL sitting here doing this with the field. These guys play on this stupid shit. Hey, they dress it up and they make it look better than what they used to have at the uh, vet. Right? It looks better. It's got these little black little cinder things. My daughter plays on it. I got the first time I got a chance to be on that stuff. I was like this. This is horseshit. I'm surprised more people don't have knee injuries. Ankle injuries. Calf injuries. Stuff's not good. Easier to fall on. Dude, stupid. Uh, Joshua was like, at this point, I'm surprised that there isn't a ga- NFL game every day. Great call. I wouldn't be surprised, dude, if you saw like a Friday game. But you see, the NFL wants to stay away from Friday night lights, the high schools and the parents, because that's high school football night. Traditionally, is Friday night. But, um, they, you know, the NFL has stayed away from Saturdays for college ball. But I'm surprised that they haven't played Thursday-Friday games. Okay? Thursday-Friday, Sunday-Monday. Used to be a point when God owned Sundays. Now the NFL does. All right. Mike Missinelli is going to join us at 430, and I'm going to put my list out right now of the top 10 quarterbacks in the National Football League. I think you're going to be surprised. I think you're going to be surprised. I'm doing 10. Top 10 quarterbacks. Obviously, some have fallen and some have risen. Number 10, my favorite to win the MVP, Josh Allen. Went from 3 to 10. Terrible last night. Terrible. He's got to be better. He's got to be better. Number 9, guy who had 2. He's 9. Joe Burrow had 80 yards passing. 80 yards passing. He sucked. Number eight. Lamar Jackson. Ravens. I don't see the upgrade. I don't see the upgrade in the offense. Now we're getting interesting here. Number seven. I got Jared Goff here. I thought he played a great ball game against the Chiefs. They dropped the banner Thursday night. He goes into Arrowhead and wins. That's a signature win for him and Dan Campbell. Number six. Justin Herbert. I got him here at six. Got to be better, son. 
You're being paid big money. Now we get to the top five. I got Brock Purdy here. Thought he was sensational. Made the right throws. Did everything he needed to do. Moved the sticks. Moved the ball around. Brandon Ayuk is becoming a star. He is an absolute star. Number four. I got Tug of Viola here. Spectacular. 466. Three touchdowns. He and Tyreek Hill might be the scariest duo in football. Okay? Scariest. Number three. Wasn't spectacular. But I liked a lot of the things he did in the game. I got Trevor Lawrence here. And here are the top two quarterbacks on the Big Sills Week 2 quarterback list. At number two, I got Hurts here. And I'll tell you why. Made plays when he had to. He sucked. He won. Or all these other guys kind of won. They won. He made some big plays on third down. He won. You get cre- you get extra credit for winning with me. You get extra credit. He sucked. But he was better than Herbert, Lamar, Burrow, Allen, Dak. How could I not be fair? How could I not be fair? I told you this. I'm an equal offender. Some of you just don't like the way I present myself to you. Sorry about that. Bullshit, you said he's the best Wildcat quarterback. Sway, it's got nothing, you have nothing to do with what I'm talking about here. Okay? I'm talking about winning. I'm not talking to you about who I'd want at quarterback. I'm talking about winning. You, just because I don't like the style doesn't mean he's not winning. You guys, you, you think this has got something to do with it. I don't hate anybody. How can I hate somebody that I don't know? Have you ever thought that out rationally? You know, Tone, have you ever thought that rationally out? I've never hated anybody I've never not met. I mean, for me to hate you, I have to at least have met you or know you. That's why when people start throwing these racist things at me, do you know anybody who knows me? Do you know me? Have you ever been around me? Have you ever spoken to me? That'd be no. So who's telling you these things? 
I got like 10 friends on the planet. How would you know? <laughs> and I got Mahomes one. Okay. I got Mahomes one, even in a loss. So my top 10, Allen 10, Burrow 9, Lamar 8, Golf 7, Herbert 6, Purdy 5, 2 of 4, Trevor Lawrence 3, Hurts 2, Mahomes 1. Is that a fair list? Heading into week two. Is that fair? I can't elevate. and I can't see. I can't. Stafford's 11th to me. Okay. I can't justify. Some of that stuff. Now, again. I'm going to make this point to you very clear here. On what we saw on week one heading into this Thursday game here. I'm going to make it very clear here. Could it be rust on the offensive side? Yes. Too many open passes Jalen missed. They were one reads. I thought he was terrible in that game. However, establishing Gainwell over Goddard is ridiculous. The play calling was chaotic. I mean, if, you dra- if you're trading for Swift, why in the world... Then you don't play them. Then you turn around and you look at defense. Dude, your defense is a personnel issue. And that's not going to get rectified by Thursday in a short work week. Guy who does our, our post-game show here on Jacob and one of the absolute great legends in the history of Philadelphia sports talk. It's our friend, Mike Missanelli. Mike, how you doing, brother? How you doing, Paisan? Are you fired up today, Big Sills? What's that? Are you fired up about the Eagles? Are you down on the birds? Um, I think some of the things we all thought, Mike, and for six months of preparation, you knew that this guy was going to throw different defenses at them. And to see the running back, linebacker, and safety position all be the issues that we were all hitting on play itself out, Um, I was disappointed that it wasn't addressed. Uh, I agree with you to a, to an extent. Now, uh, here's the thing. I look at this game, I, and it's funny how things have shifted in Philadelphia that we're totally dissatisfied with a, a, a C game that they played, but it was a win. Like, that doesn't usually happen Absolutely. in Philadelphia. They, they won a game where they didn't have their A stuff. Now, uh, you can look at it many ways, and I agree with you on Hurts. He seemed out of sorts. He seemed uh, – like he was not in a flow and maybe you could chalk that up to not playing in preseason. I don't know. He, he so showed so much more progression last year on seeing the field than he did in the first game, but I can't overreact to the first game. I can make a judgment maybe on the offensive coordinator who was a little uh, ahead of his skis, you know, like maybe overwhelmed a little bit by the moment, because when you're not utilizing two of what's supposed to be your important weapons and Goddard certainly is one of them, but, DeAndre Swift's another one. I, I don't know what that's all about unless they just didn't like what they were seeing in practice. They they overcommit to Gainwell. They're in love with Kenny Gainwell. So maybe that influences the whole thing. But somewhere along the line, if you're a coordinator, and this is different. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Live action in a game, you got to go, okay, in your head, well, you know, I haven't gotten Goddard involved yet. I haven't gotten Swift involved. I think those things have to go through your mind as a savvy offensive coordinator who's in tune with every moment. I would say this to you that both coordinators, to me, had quite the task and Sean Desai, I mean, if one thing you came away from the game, Mike, I think that Davis and Carter both did a great job along with Fletcher stopping the run. However, the things that we said, I said there's not a chance in hell you're going to cover Dallas or you're going to cover Hunter Henry or Gisick, and it played itself out. And it just seemed to me, on what you just said, Mike, the in-game adjustments, Belichick spread you out right away. He wanted to see what you were going to do. And once they figured it out, they figured it out in-game, whereas the pay, whereas the um, the Eagles did not figure it out. And it, it just seemed that they were plugging and playing, trying to run the same stuff over and over. And I thought it became predictable. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with that. Um, I, I look at it like it's a W – and uh, they're a good team uh, that played bad and still won. So good teams uh, find a way to win playing crappy, like you right. just said. And, and and that's a sign of a good team. So I'm not going to like overreact to them not burying the Patriots. They did cover right. uh, in, in this game, but you're you're you put you picked out one thing that's really problematic that they rarely address, and I for the life of me do not understand it. In the middle of the field with their linebackers and covering tight ends, they they really have never. Put that as a priority. Now, Thursday night, TJ Hawkinson's coming into town. And they're down a linebacker now. And they're going to have to activate a guy from the practice squad. And then if I'm the offensive coordinator, I try to exploit that all the time in, in the middle of the field. So they're going to have to figure that out. Now, they didn't get a good end rush in this game. But they got a good push in the middle. And I thought that affected Mac Jones a little bit. Because he knew he had to get rid of the ball very quickly from the jump because of their outside rush. But once those guys started pushing up on him, I think those last two possessions, I think, proved it out a little bit. They got a little pressure on him in those last two possessions, and he couldn't make a play against them. You know, Mike, I'll tell you something else that was really an issue for me was communication. I mean, I mean, here's another – in two years, two and a half years now, I've been covering your team. And, and to see you wasting timeouts for personnel not being on the field and special teams – you know, pre-snap penalties are the one thing that aggravate me more than anything because it takes no ability to line up and know where you're supposed to line up. I mean, that's not an ability thing. That's a communication and organizational thing. And for you not to be organized like that for two years, Mike, this has gone on for two years. Yeah, it's going to catch um, up. inexcusable, really, and their special teams coach. He, he has not really covered himself in glory here. I, I know the player you're talking about to get that guy on for a field goal was uh, 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 who was it? It was it Opeta or, or, or whoever it was that got in there late. I'm going. Well, how could that possibly happen? You just had you just had a, a training camp where that's that of, of all things has to be buttoned down. Special teams, all right, punt unit, field goal unit, get on, get on the field, and for that to happen, it was ridiculous. Good teams don't make those kind of mistakes. But again, still, so, you know, this is like. It's game one against a, a master who was going to throw curveballs 
uh, at the quarterback. It took a while to figure it out. Uh, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal, to be honest with you. Do you think this is a big deal? Christian Ellis, Nicholas Morrow, and Zach Cunningham going into Thursday's game. Yeah, against, I just said hey, I, how about this personnel, Mike? Against this, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, K.J. Osborne, and T.J. Hawkinson. Do you think those three are going to have – that's a bigger personnel jump, no, isn't it, than what we saw on Sunday? It's a problem. Um and, and they never think it's a problem. That's the most perplexing thing. Year after year, they don't, you know, they devalue what's in the middle. And uh, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why you, like TJ Edwards was not a great athletic linebacker last year, but he was solid. He gave them solid games. And uh, for not him not to sign him at $6 million, like that's an example of they, how they devalue the position. Okay, well, now look what you're living with. I mean, you got this, uh, the, the guy that you still don't even know that Nicobe Dean can play at this level. And now he's going to be out for four weeks or whatever it is. And, and now you're at the scrap heap. I mean, you're starting Zach Cunningham and Christian Ellis and bring Nicholas Morrow in. I mean, that's as inferior a linebacking unit as they've had in a really long time. And, and they're known for inferior linebacking units. The Birmingham Stallions in the USFL have a better linebacking court than the Philadelphia Eagles do. Who do you think they're going to miss more, in your opinion? Let's not do the season. Let's do the first quarter poll, the first four and a half, five games here. C.J. Gardner-Johnson or T.J. Edwards? You know, now, Edwards um, had 160 tackles last year, and the yeah, other guy I, led I the would, NFL. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I love the way C.J. Gardner-Johnson played because he made plays and he was dynamic. Uh, but I agree with you. I think it's Edwards for the consistency, and they, they took that for granted for some reason now uh, their safeties were you know Blankenship had some moments but he got beat on a touchdown uh and, and the other guy didn't play very well at all so are they gonna trust Sidney Brown now in, in that position um they got some things they have to work out I, they they've got to get the the pass for us established first of all I mean the, the, Hassan Reddick was obviously not himself and uh and Sweat and Nolan Smith didn't contribute at all I, I expected he, I was going to see a couple plays with him that didn't happen uh, but again, the, the, the encouraging part, Jalen Carter was a man um, at six pressures. You can't ask for better than that. I thought he, you know what, and, 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 I'll, and I'll even go here. I thought Jordan Davis did a really nice job in a starting role. And to me, I'd like to see Fletcher, uh, Mike, as more of the rotation guy and get those two guys out there because I tell you, man, that's a formidable two. He played really well. I was impressed with the, how he stopped the run. And Carter in the middle, man, he's a havoc wreaker. I'm telling you, he's the best thing I've seen inside there. Corey Simon, maybe, and Jerome. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, the other thing about Jordan Davis is they played him uh, in a, a four-down lineman instead of that five configuration where he could have been a, a nose tackle, where they trusted him a little more. They trusted him to play that, that, that four-down lineman position and, uh, he came through for him. So that, that's the most encouraging part of that whole game. Those two young guys in the middle, and then they can just get that rotation off them. That, that the problems are uh, in the middle of the field at the tight end. And uh, whether Jalen Hurts now with a game under his belt will loosen up a little bit. You know, there, there was just a blatant example of it late in the game, and Romo pointed it out. You're seeing the whole field. You see Goddard. I mean, Goddard's breaking wide, wide open. open on that pattern. And he saw that last year. For some reason, he was just blocked on that play, and, and he had A.J. Brown in his head, and that was going to be it. So uh, he's got to loosen up a little bit. You know, and, 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 I, and what you said 
a couple of minutes ago, Mike, I mean, I saw five underneath and I'm like, what is that coverage? I'm like, holy cow, man. But Mike, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to the coaching staff again here in 17. When you guys prepared for the Super Bowl, you knew that guy was going to throw exotic schemes at you, you know, and you knew how he thinks that coaching staff with Schwartz and with Frank and with Doug knew that was happening. How were you not thinking that guy was going to throw different looks at Jalen and not be prepared for that? Goddard gets one target, and Gainwell has more touches on the football than Goddard, who's probably the third best tight end. I mean, it, that's more coordinator and coaching. Yeah, isn't well, it? We, we talked about the coordinator, and uh, you know, there was um, school two schools of thought on it. One, it wasn't going to make that much of a difference because their offensive personnel was so superior, and yep. the side wasn't that much different from what they played last year. Plus. Uh, he had that fan show influence, and so everything was all good. But uh, you know, it just doesn't happen magically. You get two new coordinators, and they're both overmatched in this one. All right, let's let's face it; they're a little overmatched against this coaching staff. So um, they showed it. So do we, is it a, a position now where we have to wait for them to gain experience on the job here, or is this is this a one game aberration and they're going to be fine? I don't know. We'll see. This is a big game Thursday. You know, it's a set. They're a seven point favorite, Minnesota. And, and that dude always plays well in these games, that Kirk Cousins. And I think the Minnesota Vikings showed last week. I mean, you lose at home to Tampa Bay, you stink. So I, I, I don't think the Eagles are in danger of losing this game, but we'll see how it plays out. All right. Now, I'm going to put two legends against each other because tomorrow Angelo Cataldi's coming on. He thinks that Nick is a cheerleader. Um, and what I didn't like, Mike, on what he said at the press conference, maybe, you know, I have to rethink about, you know, having our guys play during, and I'm like this, what does that have to do with the, the Sunday and with Thursday coming up? It has that stuff you talk about in the off season, not now. I mean, that was almost like an off ramp of an excuse on why they didn't play well. And that's the kind of stuff Andy Reid on Thursday goes, this is on me, all of it. I, don't I think know. that I think that was a, a throwaway line. He he still hasn't learned. Here's what he's thinking. Okay, if I really uh, go head to head and butt this point that this guy's making, it turns into a longer conversation than I really want. So I'll give them what they want here, and we'll move on to. So the he's next trying question. to defuse it. Yeah, I mean, he's thinking. Okay, I don't really because uh, uh, I you know I could hold my ground here and say it had nothing to do with it. <laughs> and then it generates a bigger conversation um, in that room. And then for the whole week on sports or radio or whatever, or he can smart enough to say, yeah, you know what? Maybe I have to look at that. And then next year, blah, blah, blah. And then it's the end of story. And then people go away. So I think he, I don't see him as a savvy guy to do something like that. But in this case, I could see that maybe he, he did the right thing. and was savvy about it. He's normally not that savvy of a guy. He is uh, more of a cheerleader, but I think he processed that quickly, like a veteran coach saying, if I answer anything different, but yeah, we'll have to look at that for next year. Then people are going to make this a bigger deal. You know, Mike, I'm like, I'm like Keith Ledger and the Joker and the Batman movie too. Do I look like I have a plan? Um, I, I chase ambulances. So, I mean, I kind of, th I see the same thing here with Nick. I don't think he planned that out too well. Last question for you. Um, now, you know, I thought it was notable that he – this is where I, I think he, he went too far when he praised Brian Johnson. Like, he went overboard to praise Brian Johnson. And, and I say that – to me, in Philadelphia, that kind of thing is kind of phony. 
because we all saw Brian Johnson was overmatched in this game. Completely. Right? So, so, so you don't have to say that he was bad, but you don't have to say, oh, he was fantastic. And our communication was great and blah, blah, blah. That's where I think he loses some people when he goes into that overboard Nick Sirianni mode. Absolutely. All right. Last question for you. Are you concerned about Thursday? No. I'm not concerned about, you know. Because right, it's cousins after 430. <laughs> I, you know, th- th- that team, that's a big indicator. When you lose at home to a bad team. Absolutely. To me, that's a really an indicator of what you have. And uh, so I don't, I don't think that they're in trouble in this game. Uh, I, I think they're going to play a lot better. I think actually the fact that there's this reaction that, oh, my God, they were so disappointing and they still won the game maybe gets under their skin a little bit. And they go, all right, let's just let's go out and ball out. See, Mike, the problem I thought the game had, though, was I said that Belichick wanted this thing to be the ugliest game he could possibly make it and have the ball in his hands with a chance to win it. And he did. With two minutes left, he had a shot to win it. And I think maybe that is the more disappointing thing if you're a player that the other team did have their swings to win the thing. Now, they made plays to win it. He, that's yeah, out coaching his, people. His, his team wasn't good enough to win that game. But Absolutely his, not. the thing about Belichick that surprised me, Sills. Even he's been infected by by the uh, the analytics part of it. Yes. Because you don't kick that field goal that, twice on that <sighs> drive. You had a 53-yarder that you passed up. Okay. And then you get to the 17 and you go for it on fourth down. I'm going, Belichick? Because if you have those three points, it makes it a lot easier on you. And conversely, with the Eagles, and you know, I know, I know this is the analytics thing. If you convert fourth and two, ninety-five percent chance you're going to win the game or whatever. But what's the chance that if they pooch that, and they they get New England to start to at the fifteen-yard line, is there any chance in hell that well, Mac Jones with those popcorn weapons is going to go eighty-five yards down the field? Zero. So that's my analytics. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, hey, Mike, you can have analytics if you have Brady in the in the huddle. I mean, I mean, he's gonna throw you out of your your mistakes. I mean, but when you have Mac Jones and you're going analytics, I don't know, guys. Know, you like, you can with... look at a straight number and say, okay, it's worth than two. The chances are we're gonna convert that. We're gonna win the game. And then the conversely, conversely, it's. But they can't win it if we pooch, right? <laughs> so, that, like, how could they get the ball down the field? With Mac Jones and what they have out there. Mount so Grand I got the three godfathers on this week. Anthony is going to come on Friday, and I got um, Angelo tomorrow and you, the three Philly godfathers of sports. Oh, talk. nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hey, Tell Mike, you do such a great job. You do All such right, a baby. great job. I thank you so much, my friend. Thank you again, folks. Don't forget, post-game show, Sundays, right after Eagle Games. Mike Missanelli is the wheel runner. He runs that thing around with D-Gun and all the folks. Seth and the guys, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Mike. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk. You got it, man. My friend, Mike Missanelli, one of the great legendary guys, Philadelphia Sports Talk. Don't forget, also, the home of another Paisan, Big Sills. The National Football Show is Hooters Northeast. Go to northeasthooters.com for you to find one of the seven locations, the King of Prussia one's going to be the one where we're going to be doing a lot of our great events at. And listen, if you don't want to go into the place, you can go right online near to Hooters2Go.com and you can order your food. It's some of the best grub on the planet. I've been eating it for 40 years. It is great. Try some of the great anniversary specials that we have had for so many decades. 
Wink Wednesdays, man. I mean, it's the 40th anniversary of one of the great traditions, 1983, All You Can Eat. Some of the great happy hours that we have there, too. Some of the great specials. Six items, six bucks. We have that. Try the fried pickles. You'll love them. Northeasttutors.com to find one of the seven locations nearest you. And when you go in, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. Imaginations run wild and time stands still because here you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Score and save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. National football show. You Philadelphia sports fans are being taken for a ride. I thought you were bigger than this. Shit, man. You let people take a shit on you like that? I I, I thought more of you. I did. Do you, would you like to know where I'm going with this? 
So let me get this right. What would possess Josh Harris to invite the reigning MVP of the Philadelphia or the reigning MVP of the Philadelphia 76ers to the home opener of the Washington Commanders to celebrate with Magic Johnson the home opener at that dump FedEx. So he's using one of your Civic Pride teams to prop up an enemy not only in the NFC, but in the division. In the division. So is he a Commanders fan? So he's a Commander fan, not an Eagle fan. Tones like this, I saw that shit and it shook my, I shook my head. I mean, hey. You know what? I'm not going to put it on you guys. I'm not going to put that on you. Not going to put that on you because you can't stop that. You know, and I can't either. I just not going to have respect for him. I have no respect for that guy because he doesn't have respect for you. Until he shows me respect for Philadelphia sports fans, I have no respect for Josh Harris. I will never, ever in a million years root for anything he has as long as he owns it. I have no respect for that guy because deep down he cares about cash register, his brand, and his stupidity of a process. You know, he's talking about winning games. Ron Rivera's going to be gauged by the wins on the field. Well, what about your damn basketball team? Are you gauged by wins on the court? Well, let me get this right. So you're okay with regular seasons. But once you're in the postseason, that doesn't count, right? Dude, that guy is a walking contradiction. He's a walking contradiction, and nor does he give a shit about you the people who pay the bills. And he's trying to hijack you for another arena downtown. Okay, hey, he may be Ray, a Wall Street money guy, but he's trying to extort you for an arena downtown. He's trying to extort you. So, so he takes your MVP your MVP to the opener of the commanders to promote him now the new owner of uh, division rival. Man, it's I'll, hey, I apologize. I take that back. It's you can't do anything about it. You can't. I I, I seriously I take that back. Sorry. I'll just put all my hatred towards him. Man, I would never tolerate that. <laughs> hey, as our show continues to grow, they all know it. They they all know it, okay? Man, 
don't you just take Bryce Harper and open up um, Giant Stadium for the Giants home opener? I mean, why not, right? I mean, shit. Or no, take him to Vegas because he's from Vegas, right? Take him to Vegas to open up the Raiders when you're playing, <laughs> I don't know, whomever. At least that's in the AFC. I could kind of, I would be okay with that. It's in the AFC. But you're talking about a division heated rival. Hey, man, at the end of the day, really? Here are the, here are the Eagle rivalries. Giants, Redskins, Commanders, Cowboys. The rest of those guys are filling. It'll always be Cowboys, Giants, Washington. The rest are filling, including the Niners. One thing you could say about New York sports, this is why you guys are kind of spoiled in a way. Okay? This is why you guys get spoiled. How would you like to be covering sports in New York right now with the whining Jets? Hey, Rodgers got hurt in the first six minutes of a Jet game. Okay. (laughs) I mean, did you think... Did you think they were going to not? I mean, I never thought. I don't know. I mean, it's the Jets. It's the Jets. The Giants were the only team in the league not to score a point. The Mets and the Yankees suck. And the Knicks haven't been good since when? Since Willis Reed played there. I mean, right? I mean, wait. When's the last time they were good? Who was the big scorer from Tennessee, University of Tennessee, who I actually liked a lot? Who was that guy's name? He used to be the big forward that used to score a shitload of points for the Knicks. They haven't been good. Knicks are getting better. I get it. Who's who's that guy? Damn, it just escapes me, man. Bernard King. They haven't been good since Bernard King, the Knicks. Uh, Pat Riley, probably. Right? I like Bernard King. Dude, look at New York sports. Hey, get this. I just added this up, Tone. You guys will dig this. Being being, uh, Philadelphia sports fans, Mets paid $390 payroll. Yankees paid $265. Six hundred and fifty-five million dollars in player salaries, all guaranteed money, and they're all in the toilet. How you doing? <laughs> and the Rays spend seventy million dollars a year, and they're going to the playoffs again. How's that for you? Hey, right. So the Yankees and the Mets spend six fifty-five in payroll. And the Rays spend seventy-eight million, and they're in the playoffs, and they win ninety-five plus games every year. How you doing? I mean, <laughs> how you doing? These guys, hey, these guys play over half a billion dollars, right? Three, almost three quarters of a billion dollars in player salaries to finish in last. <laughs> yeah. 
And, and the Rays pay $78 million in payroll. And they don't even have guys called starters when it comes to their pitching staff. They're called openers or some shit. Right? How you doing? <laughs> and they play in the fruit dome. Dude, they play in the fruit dome. They play at Citibank and Yankee Stadium. And you're paying that money. Talk about shitty management. Hey, I would have to say that Brian Cashman, the GM of the Yankees, has to have some dirt on one of the Steinbrenners or something. Because it ain't working. <laughs> um, Sills, why, why isn't Josh Allen getting criticism Hertz is getting? Well, you must have missed it. Because he sucked too. The, the Million Dollar Club, F, Burrow, Herbert, Hertz, Lamar. The Million Dollar Club sucked in the opener. Okay. Terrible. Watson, I thought he made. I, you know, there were spurts he looked great. There were times he didn't. Okay. Allen, too. Right. Allen, absolutely, Allen. All right. My top 10 NFL teams. After week one, it's going to go up and down. Okay, this is going to go up and down. Power hours coming up. We're going to take a look at week two of the NFL. A little bit more on your coordinators. The top three defenses in the NFL, you guys ain't part of that. Don't kid yourselves. And the NFL had an amazing week. Hit the like button, hour three. Keep it here, National Football Show. Passionately, go fearlessly, go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. 
Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles all right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Thank you, Mama. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again. You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Power Hour, number three, Big Cells here. Hey, by the way, you guys will see throughout the rest of the week a code word that's going to be thrown around inside of the show. And all you have to do is email and you could become part of the process of winning yourself some gift certificates and some merchandise with our friends at Hooters and Jacob sports. Just send it in simple as that next Monday, football Monday, we always announce the winners and you might be part of that. So it's the 40th anniversary of Hooters and we're celebrating with them and you're going to get yourself an opportunity to win yourself some gift certificates. So, we invite you to be part of that. You know what a goat is? And I'm talking about a sports goat. You guys have one. You guys have a sports goat. Okay? You guys have a sports goat. It's Jason Peters. How cool is it at 41 years of age for you to be able to just do this? Hey, Jason, do you want to try to come in and work out for us here in Seattle? We'd love to have you, man. Let's see if you got anything in there. See if you can still bend. See if you can still go through the drills and such. You know, I mean, hey, we'd love to see if we can. We need some help in the offensive line. We got beat up a little bit in the O-line. You think he can come up here? So he signs a contract now. He's playing at 41 with the Seahawks. What an absolute unbelievable goat when you can do something like that in your 40s. And they're asking you to play. Okay? That is so great. Chris goes like this. Peters is not a sports goat in Philly. He's the greatest offensive lineman you've ever had play for you. Are you under the impression Lane Johnson's better than Jason Peters? Ha, 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 <laughs> you don't really think that, do you? Hey, and by the way, I think Lane's going to the Hall of Fame. 
I think Peters is a nine-time pro bowler. Okay? Jason Peters is the greatest O-lineman you've ever had in Philly. Kelsey's by far one of the greatest centers. John Runyon couldn't shine his shoes. Jason Peters is the greatest offensive lineman. Let me take a look at that. Let me just... Lane Johnson. Let me, let me see here. Lane Johnson. I got to take a look at these Pro Bowls here. By the way, Lane's going to the Hall of Fame. He surely is. Don't kid yourself. Four-time Pro Bowler. That's awful nice, man. That's a good career. Let's see Jason Peters here. Let's just check out Jason Peters. Check out he's 41-year-old stud. Let's just check this guy out here. Jason Peters. Nine-time Pro Bowler <laughs> on the all-decade team. <laughs> yeah, okay, Lane's better. Sure. He's doubled them in a Pro Bowls. What are you nuts? Doubled them in Pro Bowls. Peters is a first ballot. Not much of a conversation Hall of Fame guy. Lane played in the Super Bowl. So, you know, so did Wisniewski, didn't he? Right? So did Wisniewski. He played in a Super Bowl that makes him better than than Jason Peters because he played in the Super Bowl. So then you have to think that Lane is a better tackle than Joe Thomas. He's not. Man, how dumb of a take can you have? The Super Bowl, he went to it. Jason didn't. Some of you, man, seriously, you need to have like, some of you need to have a lobotomy the way you think. <laughs> Lane's better. He's not. He doubles him in Pro Bowls. Doubles him. He's better. Oh, hey, no, no. A-track. Oh, no. Jason Peters a 10? Lane? Nine. Yes. It's like that. Yes. Peters is better, though. Peters is better. And you're 41. Hey, by the way, teams are going to be chasing Lane around like that, too. Because you know what the crazy... Hey, you know the craziest thing about offensive linemen? Defensive linemen don't get this luxury unless you're Reggie. They'll chase you around until you don't want to play anymore. But you get better as you get older. Okay? Roland goes, Pro Bowl isn't what, it's used to, isn't what it used to be. Roland, I'm on boards. 
in panels for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I helped the selectors pick the players to be considered for the Hall of Fame. You've had at least 10 people come on and say, I'm on at least 10 panels. When they get their list together, they ask me, what do I think? And then they ask me to get information for them. I theoretically write for 10 of the 54 writers. So I know what the metric is. Don't tell me about who they're going to consider and who not. Lane's going to be absolutely considered. And most likely, I think he's a first ballot. Maybe. I don't know if other people do. Okay? I don't know. First or second ballot. Jason Peters is a first ballot slam dunk Hall of Famer. You're on an all-decade team. You're considered one of the best left tackles in the history of the sport. You're close to being a 10-time Pro Bowler. I mean, there's not much else to say. Okay? Oh, the game. Roland, yes. Game sucks. Roland, the game has sucked for about 10 years. (laughs) 10, excuse me. 20. And you know what's crazy about that game? It's still got great numbers. Speaking of that, NFL and its fans, once again, anytime you see numbers like 25 million people tune in, 27 million people tune in to watch the Lions and the Kansas City Chiefs on a Thursday night, and then you turn around, you see 24 million for Patriots and Eagles, and you see 25 million for the uh, Cowboys and Giants, 20 million people. That's like, like sitcom enders for certain shows. There's not a show on television today that generates the kind of numbers and revenue that the NFL does. Even college football is generating gargantuan numbers today. So when people start talking baseball, basketball, God forbid hockey, which I love. They're not servicing what people want to hear. It's like me owning an Italian restaurant. I love Chinese food and me serving egg rolls instead of pizza. And I got a pizzeria sign out front. I didn't come in here for that. I came in here for the top stories in sports. And baseball doesn't have a top story. It was Otani. Yankee sucking. Wild card conversation. Hey, the Phillies are having an interesting year. If that were the case, baseball would have massive numbers. They don't. Um, it's... Baseball is regionalized now and localized because of all the TV deals they have. Like the Comcast deal that's in Philly. It's a big deal in Philly, but nowhere else. And baseball knows that. That's why they have all these separate packages and they don't have a national total. Let me, let me give you one more thing before I move on to my top 10 NFL teams. Um, Stephen Jones told me how the television contracts 
are done when it comes to um, the networks. Do you know what baseball and football do? Or baseball and hockey. Do you know what they do when they go to networks? They negotiate a number. Do you know what Jerry Jones and Bob Kraft? You know what those guys do? They write a number down and say, you'll pay this. You'll pay this. And the networks go like this. Okay. You'll pay this. The NFL network was made for a reason. It was made to hold the network's hostage in case you got crazy. They would put more games on the NFL Network. What do you think? It's just those those shitty shows that they have on there? NFL Network's got a ton of shitty shows. It's filler. The, the thing that makes that thing what it is, is the games that are put on there. Do you know that the NFL owners, including Jeffrey Lurie, do you know every NFL owner has a stake in that thing? They all own it. So when you put an NFL game on the NFL Network, you know the advertising dollars? All those go to and split out to 32 owners. That network doesn't share with the players. (laughs) You think the NFL network shares with the players? The NFL network is owned by the owners. They own that. Why do you think when you see NFL.com, NFL shops, now the players get a percentage of the merchandise that's sold. Man, yeah, Rich McKay told me that a long time ago. Told me that a long time ago. You don't think we just made that network to put follies on. It's the, it's the whole CBS and NBC and Disney hostage. I told you, hey, I told you guys the story before. Hey, Tone, you'll like this. Bob Iger, the guy who runs Disney, walked in on one of the conversations and was in the meeting on the television on the television package, right? And Bob Iger goes like this. I made a lot of you guys a ton of money in here. You know what Jerry Jones said? Jerry Jones went just like this. Steven told me this. I don't see your name on this check anywhere. Bob Iger goes like this. Jerry goes, hey, Bob, where's your name on this check? I don't see it. I must be missing it. Bob Iger goes, well, I helped negotiate. He goes, Bob, this ain't your money. Where's your name on this check? All the owners started laughing at Bob Iger. He got up and walked out. Jerry Jones goes like this. That guy thinks he's going to talk to me like that. He's got another thing coming. Because I don't need that son of a bitch. <laughs> Hey, Bob Iger's like, I made you guys a lot of money. Jerry goes, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't see your name on the check. Bob, where is it? I see Disney, but I I don't, I don't, I don't see your name. (laughs) 
guy was going to try to strong arm Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones goes, sit down, son. I'll show you how to do business. I'm going to write a number down on a cocktail napkin. The one that I just helped my girl here with her lipstick with. I'm going to write a number down and you'll pay it. And then I'm going to go walk out with her. And me and her are going to go drink some Mai Tais. (laughs) And when I get back, I expect to see the check written. Okay, thank you. So I'm going to go drink my Mai Tais right now. And I'll be back. Make sure the check is there. That's gangster. $2.5 billion. (laughs) Yeah, that's about right. But let me go drink my Mai Tais. Dude, Jerry Jones bought the Dallas Cowboys for $150 million. And dumbass Trump said he overpaid for it. Now it's worth $10 billion. How you doing? (laughs) Hey, and, and, and everyone's like this with Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell doesn't do anything to help the players. I'm sorry, man, but I'm not helping anybody that doesn't pay me, especially in that league. And if Jerry Jones is part of the process that pays me and Bob Kraft, hey, Deflategate, what tape? What tape? What happened to the Deflategate tape? I don't know. Magically, it just like was erased. It was like the Watergate seven minutes. What happened to the Watergate seven minutes? It's sitting with the the flight gate. <laughs> what the hell happened to the flight gate's tape? The Watergate burglars got it. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Holy cow, man. Yeah, so like you what, you think that Roger Goodell's gonna turn in Bob Kraft? Hey, Brian. There's only two people on the planet who know what happened, three people who know what happened to Jeffrey Epstein, Jerry Jones, Bob Kraft, and Roger Goodell. (laughs) It's in the president's secret book. (laughs) It's in the president's secret book by now. Yeah. I mean, only those, those three know, I don't, I don't know The, 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 the tape. The camera and the cell turned off. Yeah. It's with the flake gate and the Watergate tape. How you doing? <laughs> oh, man. What happened to Jeffrey Epstein? Ask Jerry Jones. He knows. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. All right. Here are your top three defenses after week one. Jets are one. That's a good-looking unit, man. They're going to kill a lot of teams. Niners are two. Cowboys are three. The addition of Stephon Gilmore, like I told you, two picks. Fantastic. Safeties are good. They're good all in the back end. They're good up front. That kid, Mozzie Smith, can't even see a snap. So, wait. Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter. He's going to be the NFL rookie of Jalen Carter will get my vote. I vote on all those awards. Jalen Carter, as of right now, is my favorite to win the NFL rookie defensive player of the year. Okay, he is. He is. 
It just looks too good. By the way, what did I say yesterday, Tone? I said this, week eight, probably make a comment whether or not it was an upgrade over Javon Hargrave. Hargrave played great with the Niners against the Steelers. He did. He played great. Carter was better. He was better. He's a good-looking football player. That's that's easily one of their best draft picks. And and I think the Vikings are going to have a long day trying to defend him. Okay? They're going to they're gonna have a tough day defending him. I like them. Did he start or did he come in on rotation? I think he came in on rotation, right? I like that for now. If I, I, I'd keep that there. Tone, did he start? I thought he came in on rotation. I may be wrong on that. Okay, I may be wrong, but Jerome didn't start. He didn't start his rookie year. He came in on rotation, Dave. I like that. Let me let me let me double check that. When when Jerome and I were rookies, and I've showed you this before, this is the this is the um ballot for the Pro Bowl. And you see your Philadelphia guys? You see your Philadelphia guys? Jerome doesn't have the star next to him. That means he's not a starter. And those were the defensive tackles at the time for each team that you could vote for. And you got to vote for your position. Of course, Jerome and I voted for one another. But he, he came in on rotation. Seals, I have people saying the 86 Canes were not the most hated team ever. Well, that's their opinion. Sports Illustrated's was... We were. All you got to do is Google it. That was their list, not mine. I didn't say that. That's not my opinion. They made the list up. (laughs) Okay? They made the list up. Yeah, but 85. Think about this for a second. Um, So you save all that money on Hardgrave. You couldn't tell me that you couldn't put $7 million per or whatever the money was for TJ. You couldn't put that in his pocket. Doesn't make sense. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> that, a Niner. I didn't say Hartgrave didn't play well. He was a force. Thank you, Brian. Okay. I didn't say that. He, he was a force in there. He was good, man. He, he was good, but not re-signing. Hey, look, the Niner defense is special. When, when Nick Bosa doesn't have to do shit, dude, Armstead, hey, am I right, Niner? Um, Armstead didn't play a lot of games. Wasn't he injured? He was a freaking force against the Steelers. Scott, it's not, you're not off there. Um, but that kid Armstead, he was a force. He pushed Pittsburgh around, man. He can play. Okay. 
Didn't you say Darnold would be QB in week four? I did. Hold me to it. Niner, hold me to it. I also said that Tyrod Taylor would be the starter by midweek, by mid-year. Might land on one of them. Dan, Rashad Evans had 159 tackles last year, better than TJ. And why is he on a practice squad? If he's so good, why is he on the practice squad? Licky Kroll goes, what, what happened to Kaiser White? What happened to your shitty linebackers? Here, let me read that great list again. So who's who of, of Eagle great linebackers? Hang on. Where's that list? Nicholas Morrow. Christian Ellis. Zach Cunningham. How do you feel about that threesome going into your game Thursday night? Wait, let me get this. Fantastic. <laughs> you guys feel fantastic, don't you? Shows, I feel great. What's the problem? Oh, nothing. <laughs> uh, nothing. Okay. Oh, nothing. Oh, he he went to Arizona. He went to Arizona. Hey, I thought Brock Purdy played sensational. He was great. Him and Brandon Ayuk, dude, they're good. I hey, I can't say Ayuk is better than um, Devontae Smith. He's 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 not, but he's got a similar skill set to him. He's a good player, man. Runs spectacular routes. I think he's a better wide receiver than Debo. Debo does more. You know, Debo in that Steeler game, I saw him on a jet sweep. He'll do that. He'll line up in the slot. He'll line up out wide. Debo does more. He's more of a Swiss Army knife. You know, kind of, they, San Francisco has two Swiss Army knife guys on their team. McCaffrey and Debo. And they they move those guys around. They're mismatches. TJ Watt almost broke Purdy's chicken wing again. I saw that. Then he put up 30 on him. <laughs> hey, he almost did that. I saw it too. I was I watched that game. But I did also see him put 30 on him. Hey, Sharon, I I, I didn't like. Brandon Ayuk, as much as I did after that Steeler game, he looks he looks good, man. He's kind of a Devontae. See, Devontae has got equity with me because he's been doing it and getting better year in and year out. And by the way, once again, guys, I was wrong about him. He's playing well and he's durable. Devontae Smith is more durable than I thought he was going to be. That kid, Jamison Williams in Detroit. Get this, Detroit gets Jamison Williams back in a couple weeks off that suspension. That's going to be like getting a free agent. Okay, I mean, I, I, I want to see him finally get his career jump started. Dallas's defense got to Purdy. 
Dallas last last um, in the playoff game, Turner. It did. Dallas's defense is good, and it's improved now with Gilmore. Their secondary is really good. Um, Pichot said the Steelers are trash. What happened to the dude in the comments that was saying Kenny Pickett? I'll say this to you, man. Look, there's quarterbacks that you know are the big money guys didn't have very good weeks, but Kenny Pickett. And Justin Fields, they have to show us this year they can play. There's too many good quarterbacks that are coming into the draft that you're going to have to make a decision on if you're Pittsburgh or if you're Chicago. Justin Fields just doesn't feel like it's it's getting better quick enough. I mean, look at the turnaround of Trevor Lawrence. Wham! Look at the ascension of Hurts. Bam! Look at all these quarterbacks that are young, and you're like, holy sh-. Like, when you watch Justin Herbert throw the ball the first game against the Chiefs, you were like, holy shit, this guy can wield it. You know, you, you, your eyeballs tell you right away, I think this guy. And then you, you watch a guy like Baker Mayfield, and you're like, it's like labor. You know, he labors through games. Justin Fields makes me feel like he has to labor through a game. Pickett just is not seeing the field. I mean, it's not a thing about reading defenses. He just doesn't see the field. I'd roll him more. I'd roll him more. Make him manage half the field. They're dropping him back in a seven. And they're asking him to do things he can't do right now. It's just He just doesn't. He doesn't have it. Um, like he he needs to be better. All right, let me get to my top ten NFL teams. We do this each week. By the way, I vote on the top twenty-five college football. I didn't do that today. I was gonna do that. Personally, I think Florida State's the best team in the country right now. We got Georgia too. Um. Michigan, probably three. Um, Ohio State, probably four. Um, Kind of around there. I don't believe in USC. I don't think they can play defense. Their defense is suspect. Um, Big Ten. I think Penn State's not bad. ACC, Clemson got beat and upset by Duke in the opener. LSU tumbled. Texas, Texas is probably five. That was a signature win for me, going into Tuscaloosa and winning. OU, I don't, I don't know. OU doesn't play defense. USC doesn't play defense. Who would have thought that? Well, then again, Lincoln Riley's your coach. And some people on WIP were saying he was going to be the next Eagle coach. I'm like, that guy, you're not paying that guy $12 million. He makes $12 million now at SC. Do you think the Eagles were ever going to pay that guy $12 million? (laughs) Do do you actually think they were ever going to pay Lincoln Riley $12 million? 
Kane's about right, Niners, 17. I'm all right with that. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. Colorado, probably 16 or 15, somewhere there. Sure. Utah's good. Probably six or seven. Yep. Utah's good. Utah's the best team in the in – the, uh, <clears throat> Oregon State, don't go to sleep on them. All right, let me get to the NFL here. Let me get to the NFL here. Here's my top 10 teams. This is going to change. This is probably the only time you see this. I got the Jets 10. They got to get credit for winning a game against Josh Allen in the opener and losing Aaron Rodgers. My question to you guys, you think you'll see, you think you'll ever see Aaron Rodgers again play football? You think Rodgers ever plays in the NFL again? Notre Dame's not ever in my top 15. They're not a top 15 program. Do you, 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 uh, some of you think, some of you think that you'll, you, you'll see, you, I don't know if you'll see Rodgers again. You got to understand something about an Achilles. That's, that's a pretty extensive rehabilitation here we're talking. Okay. That thing is first, you got to get the surgery on it. And God forbid it's shat, it's uh, frayed. And what I mean by that is, see, your Achilles is like this. And if this thing gets cut like this and all of a sudden it's like tassels and it's shredded, you got to get graft off your hip or someplace else. And they got to go in there with, with, with um, a graft. And they've got to put that. That's extensive. Six months in a boot cast before you even get out walking. I mean, we're talking about when the next time he's going to be able to step on a field next summer. And he's 41. He turns 40 in November. So he'll be 40. I mean, the next time he'll step on the field, they probably got the surgery this morning. Cause you'll want it. There, there's you, or he doesn't get the surgery and he says, this is it. Okay. Yeah, Cody. I'm not saying he can't come back from it, but this is an extensive time. Five-star goes sales. Mine rolled. I, I should take pictures of you and you guys can see my calf. My calf rolled up on me too, five-star. My calf was never the same. I mean, I blew my calf out. And you think he comes back, Arthur, 90%? <laughs> Pat McAfee is Rogers' agent. So I got the Jets 10. Number nine. I got the Browns. Do they play Pittsburgh next? So if the Browns can beat the Bengals and the Steelers and go 2-0 out of the gate with Deshaun Watson, was it worth bringing Watson in with all the baggage? You're not beating the Bengals 
and the Steelers with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback. You're 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 not going to be in contention for a division crown with Baker Mayfield. And I'm not saying Deshaun was great. Okay, nine is low. I I need the quarterback to pick the game up a little bit more. Petro, I need to I need to I need a quarterback to pick it up a little more. You know what I mean? I got the Ravens at eight. Something about that offense. Come on now, you know? Kind of choppy and bumpy out of the gate. And I love Lamar. Big Lamar Jackson fan. But I think the offense kind of sputtered. Hey, Zay Flowers can play. I'm wrong about him. You know, I didn't. Re- you guys saw this guy. Did he really star like that when he was at? Boston College, was he killing teams? Like, who the hell was throwing him the ball? I mean, Flowers, Flowers is good. He's a good football player, man. Yeah, and hey, you're 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 right. There were a lot of drops in that Ravens game, and and that's that's a fair that's a fair statement. That's why I got him in my top ten. Man, he he's a good player, Zay Flowers. And I'll tell you this too. He can run. He can run. I got the Jags at seven. I think they kind of limped around against the Colts. The Colts put up a good fight with them. They did. They put up a good fight. Okay. Signature and statement win by the Lions. I got them sixth. Wow, the Lions are knocking on the door on being in the top five teams. Okay? I mean, the Lions go into Arrowhead and win that game. Fantastic. If you notice, the Bills and the Bengals aren't in here. Those were two shitty football games that they played. You don't become a top 10 team. Okay. And not you're not in my top 10. I don't mind you getting beat. I don't mind you getting beat. But I mind you getting killed. You can't get killed. You can't get killed. You know what I mean? You just can't get killed. Speaking of that, I got the Chiefs number five. And they signed Chris Jones. And, and and they need to. Do they have the Jaguars this week? Do the do the Chiefs have the Jags this week? Is that who they're playing? Oh shit. I'll tell you what, man. You better have your uh chin straps on for that game. Doug's coming for you. You watch the Jags. They win that ball game, and you start the season out 0-2. Chiefs ain't making the playoffs. Is Kelsey playing for that game? Or is that going to be game time? I guess we'll know more Thursday. Because if Kelsey's not in there, 
I don't know how you beat the Jags. Can it be possible that Doug Peterson wins an AFC championship and an NFC championship and follows Andy Reid into coaching history? I got the Eagles four. You got to win. Special teams were atrocious. Offense stalled. And I'm going to go with tone. Rust, defense, personnel issues. Hey, here's the encouraging thing. Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter played great. Your edge rushers didn't sit the perimeter very well. You got very little pressure. You know, Reddick got home a couple times and forced some passes in there, but he's got to do more. Your your linebackers were atrocious and your safeties were terrible. Um, Slay was okay. Bradbury was not. Okay? The Dolphins were insane. They, 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 I mean, Tua and Tyreek Hill. Tua might throw for 5,500 yards this year. He may be exactly what Tyreek. Who would have thunk this? Remember when Tyreek Hill last year said that Tua Tagovailoa was more accurate than Patrick Mahomes and that this kid is the real deal? And we all laughed at him. I did. I don't know. He may not be wrong. Because what was it, 214 he had on seven catches, some shit like that, Tyreek? Man, good night. And then you got Jalen Wildwood on the other side. You got a pretty good defense. Greasy goes one hit away from IR. Let me say this to you, though. Greasy, watch this. He's one hit away. Well, the Chiefs are one hit away from being a lottery team. The Jets just may be in the top five, top ten in the draft. I mean, if the Chiefs lose Mahomes, they're one hit away from being in the top five in April's draft, aren't they? Think of that. The Chiefs are one hit away. The Dolphins are one hit away from being lottery picks. Kansas City loses Mahomes. They won't win five games. I got Cowboys and Bills in the Super Bowl. And the Bills, of all the teams, I thought wouldn't shit the bet did. But I got the Cowboys at two. It was a division foe. It was the Giants. I shouldn't take that win. I should temper it because I said to you guys, I don't believe in the Giants. And everyone is tooting their horn about the Cowboys. Dak wasn't special. Their defense was special. Um, I had a hard time with this one. I had a hard time with this one. <laughs> Pietro goes, hey, give it time, Sills. It'll come back to reality. <laughs> I think you're, hey, you're probably more right. 
you're probably more right. Like some of you made the comment about, hey, Sills, don't worry about the Eagles Thursday night. It's an 8 o'clock Eastern time game for uh, Kirk Cousins. That guy's 14 to 31 for 192 and three picks. You know what's going <laughs> to And I'm like, hey, how come I see this? Sills, it's an 8 o'clock game Thursday night at the link. Jesus Christ, many. 17 to 38, 192, three picks. One touchdown, three picks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hey man. I mean, you should hear when I'm talking to you guys about trying to be concerned about the Vikings. Did some of you go like this? Sills is an eight o'clock game. You're 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 way overthinking this. What do you mean? Seventeen to thirty-eight, one ninety-two, one touchdown, three picks. It's Kirk Cousins, dude. And it's prime time. Ugh. I can't go against that. <laughs> I can't, and I'm saying 18, uh, uh, 17 to 18. I'm talking about Cousins' numbers. Uh, I got the 49ers number one. So here's the top 10. I got the Jets at 10. I got the Browns at nine, Ravens eight, Jags seven, Lions six, Chiefs five, Eagles four, Dolphins three. Cowboys two, Niners one. Personally, I think you could take from four up or f between two, three, and four, and I think you can move those teams around any way you want. Eagles, Dolphins, and Cowboys, and I'd be okay with it. You wanted to put the Eagles two? Wasn't a good performance, but they won. Spellacheck, all of that plays and truthfully plays. Dolphins were the most offensively impressive team. They did give up. 31 points to the um, – they did give up 31 points, the Dolphins, to the Chargers. So, I mean, they gave up a lot of points. Um, But there's no Bengals or Bills here. They got a lot of work to do. They got a lot of work to do here. So, that's my top 10. All right. Please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. Passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first. <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. 
Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready, all right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mom. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh-huh. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles. Excel's National Football Show tomorrow. Angelo Cataldi will be with us at 4.30 Eastern. Another legendary broadcaster from the city of Philadelphia. So we will talk to our friend Angelo. That'll be at 4.30. Hey, he riled you up a little bit too, didn't he? How about this? Like, hey, I like, you know, see, Tone. Tone could be, I think Tone's part Italian. Well, you know. I, hey, Tone, I, as far as I'm concerned, you're, you're, you're a Sicilian as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I mean, you look like my cousins too. I mean, we, we're, we're kind of related anyway. I mean, right? I mean, so he goes like this to me. He goes, Jesus, man. It's like the head of the it's like the head of the families are here. Today, Mike Rissinelli, tomorrow, Angelo Cadaldi, Anthony Gargano, working on him coming on the program. Really great email today from him. Okay. Hey, so wait a minute. So you guys had all paisans in Philly on the air? Oh, yeah, then there's Eskin. I don't know what he is. So I mean, he's not a paisan. Okay, I, there's not a chance in hell because first and foremost, right, Eskin? I mean, and Jody, he's a Jet fan, so what the hell? I don't know. <laughs> he, Hey, if you're a Jet fan, you're kind of cursed. Brian goes, there's no mafia. Come on. You're absolutely right. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're saying to me. Stuff peppers. Hey, done. <laughs> oh, man, right? <laughs> Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, my grandma made the best. And my aunt too, man. Made great stuff, peppers. Absolutely. Love that. Forget about it. How you doing? Big Seals, you called Trump dumb. What is Biden? A weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> oh man, I'm at 
Trump is dumb. What's what's Biden? It's a weekend at Bernie's. Part three. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> hey, five star. That should be my tag out from now on. God bless the queen. <laughs> Dude, she's doing a dirt nap. God bless the queen. All right. <laughs> hey, from now on, hey, from now on, when I screw something up, God bless the queen. I'm just going to blame it on Alzheimer's or something. <laughs> a weekend at Biden's. That's in Delaware somewhere next to his Corvette, isn't it? And next to the Oreo boxes. <laughs> oh man, stop. I gotta stop, man. This is hey, you want to know why back in the day I used to get in the principal's office? It's no good. <laughs> so hey, where's where's all Joe's work? It's in his garage next to the Oreo boxes. What do you want? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, 65. That's really cool. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. <laughs> hey, Niner. Joe Biden's the only president that you have to have a GPS on when he goes on a bike ride. <laughs> like you're tracking the shuttle. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Yes, yes, he's going across the uh, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. I don't know if he has five dollars. What do you want me to do? Do you want me to intercept him? I have no idea. There's not a chance in hell he's got five bucks on him. You know how much money it costs to go across that bitch? Yeah, he's not going across that bridge. Go get him. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man some great games this week okay of course the game vikings and eagles on thursday i'm looking forward to that jordan love versus the falcons sat on sunday ram shocked me or the um las vegas raiders shocked me they go into denver and they get it done they play Buffalo. Wow. Raiders and Bills. Bills have to win. Baltimore-Cincinnati. What a game. There's some really good games this weekend. Okay. Seahawks, Detroit. Seattle has to go into Detroit. So if the Lions win against Kansas City and Seattle, the reigning Super Bowl champions and a playoff team are the Lions for real if they beat Seattle. Chargers, Tennessee. Tennessee in a close one down in the Superdome. They still lose. Chargers have to win. Two teams looking for a win. Can't start out 0-2. KC and Jacksonville. In Jacksonville, in the humidity. How you doing? Indianapolis, Houston. 
Holy cow. Indianapolis, Houston. I mean, the scheduling gods in the NFL and Park Avenue, they probably missed this day when they put this game together. Holy cow. Poof. Niners and Rams, always a good game. Rams shocked me, man. They got a win this past weekend. And it's down at SoFi. Giants and Arizona. The Giants win this game, right? The Giants win this game. You got the Jets. Jets and Dallas. At Dallas, now that Aaron Rodgers isn't there, you got the MILF hunter in the room. Giants win. Jets lose to Dallas, I agree. Washington at Denver. Hey, you want to see a fan base go absolutely mental? If Sean Payton and Russell Wilson start the season out 0-2, okay? Hey, now I know what cuz means. That was on his email. I didn't know that. Okay, thank you for letting me in on something. Yeah, I ha- I didn't know what cuz meant. So I see cuz on my email. I'm like, what is this? It's from Anthony Gargano. And I'm like, yeah, he goes, Sills, I, I, I'd love to come on. I love your work too. And we, we had never met. We never met. Miami, New England. Wow. Then a double-decker on Monday. Saints and Carolina and Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Wow. We got some really good games. Short work week for the Eagles, man. Game on Thursday. So um, we're here. Basically on a Thursday. Tomorrow will be pregame almost as we get ready for the Thursday game. Hey, thank you guys so much. Please hit the um, like button. Mike Missanelli, thank you so much for coming aboard. Don't forget Angelo Cataldi tomorrow will join us at 4.30. We'll get him on, get his thoughts on what he's seen so far and leading up to the Thursday game. He'll be with us tomorrow at 4.30. Also, Greg McCulley from Hooters is also going to join us, the president. He'll step in with us too tomorrow, so we really look forward to that. Xander, Big Joe, thank you. Tone, kicking ass as always, man. This guy is so smart, brilliant. One of truly the great broadcasters we have on the up and coming here, especially the guys we have here with us here at Jacob. Great stuff there, Tone. We appreciate you. I couldn't do the show without you. Thank you guys so much. We'll see you tomorrow, 3 to 6, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.